We're going to be looking at uh, verse 8. I've been working for some time on this message and uh, kept working on it all the way till well, 10 minutes before it's time to come to church this morning and, and uh, struggling with it and struggling how to present it. Uh, but I want uh, everyone to just bear with me this morning. And, and uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of a good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which is set at naught of, your, of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. And in verse 12, neither is there, is there salvation in any other. For there is no, none other name under heaven given among men whereby, men, whereby we must be saved. Uh, There's such a very important verse and uh, such an important passage, but it makes it very, very clear that there is only one way to heaven. John chapter 14, verse 6. Uh, we, if you want to turn to it, and, I, and my wife's been after me to slow down as we go to the verses. So John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The scripture is making it very clear there's only one way to heaven. Acts chapter 16 verse 31 says, And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Didn't give any other name. Only Jesus. 2 Timothy 1.9 says, Who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Acts 2.21 says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call, upon, call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And, of course, the Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 1.16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's Christ's gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Romans chapter 5, verses 7 and 8 says, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And the Son of Man, scripturally, we know, is Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15.22 says, For as Adam all die, even so, Christ, so in Christ shall all be made alive. Pray. Father, I pray that you bless this morning, Spirit of God. 
please guide my mind and my thoughts. Lord, help me to deliver this properly and rightly and, and, and Lord, with a heart and intent that, that uh, you know that I have in my heart, Lord. And Father, I pray, please, that you would uh, just wrap your arms around uh, us this morning. And Lord, that you truly would be a mighty hedge of protection to us. Lord, I, I, I just love envisioning your arms as that hedge of protection around us. And Lord, I pray, please, that you would, in the name of Jesus, turn back every evil that would try to, uh, to attack. And Lord, you said, let him that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And so often, the old Satan tries to steal away the, the seed that is spread. Lord, I pray, please, that you would bind him and keep him away from here this morning. And Father, please, just guide us, direct us, and fill me with your presence. I ask you, please, in Jesus' name, amen. It's clear from Scripture that no one has ever or will ever be saved from hell and saved to heaven without coming through the saving faith of Jesus Christ, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Simply put, you cannot, there are not multiple ways to heaven. Now, you're going to understand this because, you know, so many in here, you're thinking, boy, Brother Hooker, we all, you know, we, we understand that. We believe that. But the scripture says there's no other name under heaven whereby we may be saved other than the name of Jesus. So it's not Buddha. Folks, it's not Muhammad. It's not Mary. It's Jesus and only Jesus. Today, I'm following a biblical man to, command to teach our people. Ezekiel chapter 44 verse 23 says, and they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the profane and cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. Our nation, our city, our community is under attack from false gospel. Now, Truthfully, there's, it's all one in the sense that works religion of any type is all the same. But I'm specifically talking about something that, that's come up several times of late, and I'm talking about Islam. I'm going to do what really brings a lot of attack today. Islam is growing in America, and they are doing it through deception they prevent they present things that christian agrees with before inserting their their heresy they create the now listen to this and please this is where it gets difficult and, and i'm gonna just say this before i get started i think i've been here long enough and i think everybody in here uh except a visitor or two that doesn't know me i believe everybody in here you know that joe beth and i love you and you know that we've given our lives to you. But Islam is trying to create a division between the races. And they're feeding upon anger and hurt and retaliation. Now the liberal media has fed us so many lies. 
One of the most powerful lies today is how Islam is and uh, 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 that it's, it's a good thing. That it, uh, it's amazing to me that presented all the positives of Islam. And if, it, honestly, if you do what I'm doing today, you're Islamophobic. That I'm the racist because I'm speaking against Islam. I'm not against any human being. But I'm against satanic forces that try to take somebody to hell. Women are supporting Islam in America. And it's amazing to me because Sharia law, if enforced, would make them nothing but oppressed objects to be possessed. I'm going to give you some basic facts from their own website. Number one, this is not mine. That this, uh, this all copied and put in here. One cannot be Muslim. And, and, and when I say some of this, this is what I say. It's going to be deceptive. You're gonna, gonna, it's going to sound good at first. One cannot be Muslim without believing in Jesus. But what does that mean? Muslims must believe in and respect all the prophets. You see, we believe that Jesus Christ existed, but he's not the Christ. He's the prophet. It says in their Quran, say, O believers, we have believed in Allah. What has been revealed to us and what has been revealed to Abraham and Ishmael and Isaac and Jacob and the descendants and what was given to Moses and Jesus and what was given to the prophets from their Lord. notice, Notice what was given to Moses and Jesus and what was given to the prophets from their Lord. We make, listen to this, we make no distinction between any of them. They believe that he had a miraculous birth. Still sounds good on the front end of it. They believe this is their own stuff. I'm not, I'm not writing this. They believe that Jesus performed miracles. He said this, and make him a messenger to the children of Israel. This is from the Quran who will say, indeed, I have come to you with a sign from your Lord that in that I designed for you from clay that which is like the form of a bird. Then I breathe into into it and it and becomes a bird by permission of God. I cure the blind and the leper and give life to the dead by permission of God. And I inform you of what you eat and what you store in your houses, basically prophecy. And, And you see, in their text, what they do is it they they over and over say by permission of God because they want to make sure that you understand He is not God. Now those all three of these you'd think okay those are not you know they almost sound reasonable until you get to number four number four point that they say in order to be a Muslim. You got to understand Jesus is not God. They believe he's one of the greatest prophets sent by God, but he was not divine. 
Muslims do not believe he was one of the, uh, the son of God or God incarnate. They believe he was a human being who was given the task of conveying the message to the people and to preach that there is only one God. And yes, there is only one God. We just, he manifests himself to us through the body of Jesus Christ. See, number five, they believe he was not crucified, that he did not die. Muslim believe Jesus was, uh, well, this is what it says. It says, for their saying, indeed, we have killed the Messiah, Jesus, the son of Mary, the messenger of Allah, and they did not kill him. See, he said, they say that they did, and they did not kill him, nor did they crucify him, but another was made to resemble him. And indeed, those who differ over it are in doubt about it. They have no knowledge of it except the following of assumption, and they did not kill him for certain. Say basically what they believe is that, most believe is that uh, the, uh, uh, that Judas was made somehow to look like Jesus, and he was hung on the cross. Those are five things that they believe. They do believe Jesus will return by the one whose hands my life is, is in. Surely the son of Mary will descend amongst you as a just ruler. They do believe he'll return. Many Muslims also agree that death in jihad as a martyr assures one of paradise. This is from the Quran. Uh, it says, and if... Ye are slain or die in the way of Allah. Forgiveness and mercy from Allah are far better than all could amass. According to Muhammad, the only sure path to paradise is through jihad. Although Muslims are to face the last day where their time in hell is to be determined with sins weighed against good deeds, Muhammad laid down an, an exception for martyrs, those who are slain in the cause of Allah at, the, at a time when he conveniently needed them. They get the fast track to paradise where they wait on the rest. And this is what it says, I asked the prophet peace be upon him, who are in paradise. He replied, prophets are in paradise, martyrs are in paradise. The truth is, as I studied this out, the concept of the, you hear often about, to, you know, if they die and as a martyr, 72 virgins are waiting on them. It's not really in the Quran, but yet it's taught by the leadership. A well-known and widely Listen to a teacher uh, is an imam, uh, and I can't even pronounce the name, explicitly notes that male martyrs will enjoy the pleasure of 72 virgins in, par virgins in paradise. According to this man, a martyr has spe seven special favors from Allah. They are, he or she is forgiven his sins with the first spurt of blood. When they kill somebody, the first spurt of blood, all of their sins are wiped away. He sees his place in paradise. He's clothed in the garment of faith. He is wed with 72 wives from the beautiful maidens of paradise. He is saved from the punishment of the grave. He is protected from the great terror of judgment day. On his head is placed a crown of dignity, better than any jewel, the world and all it contains. And, and he is granted intercession. And 70 uh, people of his household will also enter paradise. 
This is a movement that's growing in Memphis. It's a movement that's growing worldwide, but it's a false gospel. You said, Brother Hooker, why are you doing this in our church? Because there's so much deception out there about it. The scripture says that I shall teach my people to discern between the holy and the profane. And if I don't, I'm held accountable. Galatians 1, 8, 9 says, But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you that ye have received, let him be accursed. There are, only, there are two main reasons that I'm preaching this. Number one is because I love you. And number two, because I'm commanded to. And I want to make it clear that I preach this not to offend anyone, but to warn our people, to guard our people, to protect our people, the people that, that I love. I've been here three years soon. I've tried with all my heart to show you that I love you. I believe that you can see that I'm not a racist. My wife and I love because God has loved and accepted us just like we are. I feel compelled to warn our people against this enemy that is so subtle but yet so deadly. I'm addressing the reality that Islam, listen to me, is primary, and this is where it becomes difficult because it's just factual. It's the reality. The reality is that Islam is primarily after the black race. They are recruiting, especially in the black community. I'm going to read just a portion. There's a black pastor and a radio host that has interviewed by his own statement over 500 other pastors, black pastors. I'm going to read just a little excerpt of what he says. I want you to understand, unlike the typical Christian church, the Muslim temples attract many more men than women and men assume the full management of the temple affairs. Women are honored and they perform important functions, but, but well within defined roles. I'm going to read to you now. The, he says, why Islam is going after the black community. And this is Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, a black pastor, as I said, radio talk show host, and, and he's interviewed by his testimony over 500 other black pastors. He says, the poisonous atmosphere starts in the home. The father is the spiritual head and protector of the family, but with more than 70%, and he says in some cities, 85% of black children born out of wedlock, that spiritual protection is missing in most black homes. This opens the door for evil to get a foothold. Children grow up angry at their impatient mothers who resent the missing father and tend to focus their frustration on the male child. These boys go out seeking love and acceptance from the world. Once the boy enters the public schools, Marxist-influenced teachers encourage their anger toward America by promoting the lie that their country is racist. Couple that with profanity-laced rap music that promotes violence and disrespect for authority. He continues by, by, by saying that they, these, these two things coupled together, it 
draws them into anger. It draws them into a, a sense of a desire for retaliation. It draws them into a bitterness. He continued by saying the church has been throughout history a refuge for, for the black community throughout uh, uh, in America, throughout our history. But today the nation of Islam is attracting our black population. Why am I saying this? Because they're going to be knocking on your door, because they're going to be getting to your children, because they're going to be in your schools, because they're going to be talking to you. And there's too much confusion out in our world already that it's all okay. We all believe in the same God. There is no other name under heaven whereby men may be saved. He further says that Farrakhan, who is a, is a prominent Preacher, uh, preacher nation of Islam has become popular in American prisons. He has been, this is what he says, and not, he, it has been presented as the authentic religion for blacks as Christianity is being presented as the religion of the slave master. And we know that we're not, listen, this is the one place through the gospel of Jesus Christ that we are set free. We're all, before we get saved, slaves to Satan, slaves to sin. Again, these are not my words, but the words of a, a pastor who's interviewed hundreds of others. In a land where 67% of our black community, 42% of our Hispanic, and 25% of our white community are, are single family homes. Many carry bitterness and anger and hurt. The Muslim, like the liberal, feeds on the hurt and business, uh, bitterness and anger and fuels it with, listen to this, he fuels it with truth mixed with lies. And he does that to inflame the anger. And the great tool that he's using to bring division in our people is the tool of racism. You've heard me say over and over, please, folks, don't listen to the news media. Don't listen to the garbage out there. Don't listen to them telling us that we all hate each other. I've been here for three years. I've told everybody that I've been with anywhere. I've knocked on doors all around this place. I've been with people knocking on doors. I have never been treated with anything but kindness. I don't see a bunch of hatred. I see a bunch of people trying to tell us that we hate. Since there is a greater percentage of our black community that is a single family, it's just simple truth, 67%. The Muslim comes and offers, especially the black man, a place of leadership and authority, especially over women. The Muslim offers economic opportunity. The Muslim offers a place to morally and legally, in their law, through the Sharia law, act out their anger and aggression against society. It gives them a place where they're justified to act out aggression. 
The Muslim preaches racism and retaliation to a hurting people while also offering the freedom. I was blown away when I, when I read this and studied this. The freedom to violate women if they are non-Muslim. This statement is in their own writings. If a woman or girl is not Muslim, it doesn't, it's not just like I wrote it so I could say it, but if a woman or girl is not Muslim, to rape her is not a sin. It is believed it brings her closer to Allah. So I'm begging you, please don't get upset with me. I love you. And I know that the great enemy is a liar. He's the father of lies, but we must recognize the lies. In our world today, the liberal, the Muslim, the media all keep telling us we hate each other. You say, why do you tie these in together? Because they are using the same method. It's division. And what they don't realize is as the Muslim and the liberal work together, they don't realize that they are using them to bring division and they will destroy them if they have power. Listen to me. There's no race or color in the sight of God. But I want you to understand this. The reality is there's no race or color in Satan's agenda either. He uses whatever tool will destroy mankind. We must know the truth. Because it's the truth that will make us free. And what's the truth? If you're saved this morning, it, it doesn't matter what race you come from. It, it, it's almost amazing that my brother this morning uh, would tell me, uh, I hope you don't mind, it, he would tell me, he'd look at, they were, he said he just got a DNA thing back. Just got his DNA thing back. He's 1% African American. He's my brother. Listen to me. Folks, most of us have no idea what we really are. But I'm going to tell you this. We have all the same blood. We have, if you're a Christian, we have all the same father. And ultimately, can you get this? If you believe in Genesis, we all come from the same parents. If you're saved right now, you're a child of God, a joint heir with Jesus Christ. If you're saved by the blood of Jesus, you have the power and authority of God at your hand. No matter where you come from or what you've endured, God wants to use you. God wants to bless you. God loves you. I'm not trying to hurt anyone. I'm trying to warn us. The answer is not found in a movement that feeds hurt and anger, bitterness, hatred, retaliation, and racism. The answer is not there. The answer is to find healing through the blood of Jesus Christ. 
I preach this because Hosea 4.6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. If I fail to teach the truth, I'll be held accountable by God for the ones who were destroyed for lack of knowledge. And I'm begging you to listen to me. I don't care who comes up there to you and tells you that we all believe in the same God. We do not. We do not. You see, because we believe that Jesus Christ is God incarnate and only God could save us from our sins. God in the flesh came and hung on a cross and died for us. When any religion says that he did not die, when any religion says he wasn't on the cross, when any religion says that he was not God and is not God, listen, that religion will take me to hell. I preach this to save those I love from eternal hell because we must make sure we're truly saved. Because if we came adding Jesus into the entourage of other gods, if we came in adding Jesus into, kind of like that I did when I first started hearing about Jesus, man, you know, I got baptized in the, in the Christian church as a kid. I got baptized in the Church of Christ. I got baptized in the Southern Baptist Church. I thought, man, all these people are stupid because they only go one place. I'm covering all the bases. Thank God I finally got sense and I got saved. Hey. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith. It is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And we've got to understand when they talk of works and they're going to work their way to heaven, and they're going to do these things. And, and whatever those things are, they can be some really good things. But if you've got to do something to get to heaven, you'll never get there. For, look, if it's of grace, it's no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. Regardless of the similarities between Islam and Christianity, regardless that some, quote, truth is in, in what is presented to you, Islam will send you to hell. But the shed blood of Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection from the grave offers us eternity in heaven. Do they really believe in work? Well, it should be enough that they don't believe that Jesus is God and they don't believe that he died on the cross. If he didn't die for us, then we have no hope. But they believe also the five pillars of Islam. These five things Muslims, Muslims must adopt as part of their religion. They are uh, the Islamic creed. I bear witness that there's no God except God. I bear witness that Prophet Muhammad is the messenger of God. Number two, they got to believe in da- and, and perform daily prayers. Number three, they got to perform uh, almsgiving. Uh, number four, they've got to fast during the month of Ramadan. Number five, the pilgrimage to Mecca for those who can afford excuse me, can afford it. These five things must be done. They're the building blocks of Islam. Do you understand? You say, well, I don't see a lot wrong in that. The wrong is, is that they've got to do these things or they don't go to heaven. 
Christianity understands that we're saved by grace through faith. It's a gift of God, not of works. There's no heaven if we believe the works of Islam can take us to heaven. There's no heaven if we believe in Jesus and believe Islam. We can't believe them both. We've got to believe one or the other. And one will never get you to heaven and the other will. No man can enter heaven believing that Jesus was a good man. No man can enter heaven believing that Jesus' death on the cross was a lie, some sort of con job. No man can enter heaven without believing that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. That he is incarnate God. He's God in the flesh. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. No man can enter heaven unless there was a, listen to me now, unless there was a time and a place where he trusted Jesus Christ as his Savior, where he was born again. And you'll not go to heaven. You may not believe, you may not remember that exact time, that exact place, but where you were, the, the, I'm saying the exact date, the exact moment, you may not, but you ought to be able to refer back to an exact place in your mind, an exact moment in your mind where you say, at that moment, I bowed my knee before Christ and I accepted Jesus as my Savior. I, I, look, I, I've said in here, I didn't always know that November the 8th, 1975, until I found that little Gideon's Bible years later where I signed it and put the date in it. I didn't know the exact date, but I knew that fall of 1975, I knelt down beside my bed in my dorm room at Memphis State, and I trusted Christ as my Savior. There should be a time, a place when we've called upon the name of the Lord Jesus and only Jesus to take away our sins, not added him to the beads. That's what I tell them about in Ghana all the time. It's just, the, I said, they, they'll pray anything with you. They'll say anything with you. Why? Because they're adding another bead to the chain. They're adding another good luck charm to the necklace. No, you can't add him to anything. It's him and he alone. God loves you and he sent his son to shed his blood and die for you and he offers himself the gift of eternal life. The question is, will we sincerely receive him and only him? Have we? You know, I'm especially concerned that all I've read and, and seen and studied and I'm ex and, I'll, and I'm really hesitant to say this, but I'm really especially concerned for our black men in this church. And the black men in our community because they are your prim the primary target. You know what I'd love? I'd love for we walk out of here today that, that some other man would go to one of our men and say, I'm going to pray with you. 
You need me during the week, you call me, you text me, and I'll pray with you. Every Sunday we walk in the door, I'm going to be looking for you because we're going to stop at our pew and we're going to pray for a moment. You see, because God needs his soldiers strong. We need to know who our enemy is. Man, in general, is under attack today. Satan is trying to destroy men and keep men from being men. And there's a lot of hurt and anger and frustration and bitterness in our society because of all this messed up, broken homes and all this kind of confusion there is. And we'd be a fool not to, to say if there's 67% of the homes in Memphis, the black homes in Memphis that are single-family homes, we have to be foolish to say that there's not a lot of young men that are angry. They're growing up without a daddy. And the men, the daddies himself, they grew up that way. And they're angry. They're bitter. You know what the answer is? Jesus Christ. Because I was angry. And I was bitter. But Jesus Christ saved me. And through the word of God, he's given me a life worth living. And God is no respecter of persons. Please, I'm not trying to embarrass. I'm not trying to hurt. I'm not trying to point fingers. I'm, I, I'm sure not trying to bring division. I'm trying to say this is one place where we ought to love each other. But the pastor's likened to a father or a shepherd over his flock. And if I don't do what I'm supposed to do to protect you, what kind of man am I? Father, I ask you to bless this morning, Lord. That God, you.